Let's get to episode what? eight. Oh, geez. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, are you clapping right now? Woo! <laughs> God damn right I think think his ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's eight? Oh, so Rock, good. It was the one that shouldn't have happened. Why? It was the episode that time forgot. Oh, God. Well, I clearly did because I don't remember what episode eight is. Eight is the one with the zombie siege. Oh, okay. Episode eight, hard home. The zombie... Jesus Christ. The ice zombie siege. Prince Arthas. It's like, the, it's like the very last scene, but can I just call it out right now? <laughs> yeah, go right ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, after the second White Walker comes down, he's a guy with a bald head who looks like uh, Frostbeck Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah, he had like yeah. the, the skull. The one, the, one that I, uh, the one that I saw people on Tumblr uh, dub as uh, Lord Coldemort, which I thought was pretty good. Coldemort. <laughs> I, was, I have that written down, Coldemort. And, uh, uh, the scene where they're sailing away, and he's standing on the docks. He raises his arms, like, literally, like, come the, at me, bro. The greatest come at me, bro, of all time. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, I, it, it broke the tone. I started laughing my ass off. It was so awesome. And here's the, here's the question. I have to ask you, uh, book readers, can the Ice Walkers not cross water, or was that more of him just going, yeah, you go tell them? <laughs> it's, it's never come up. They don't face them as often nearly as they have in the show. Oh. <laughs> well, actually, in, um, well, hold on, Miller, it's, it's, it's not quite accurate, because Hardhome happens in the book. Um, but it's it doesn't... Off-screen. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's off-screen because everyone dies. <laughs> yeah like they 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 all die everyone they they go there to get the wildlings and they all die but john doesn't go <laughs> well john doesn't go so yeah so we hear like oh Tormund went to go to Hardhome to bring the yeah, wildlings they, back they, they and get a he raven. just never got back they, they get a raven that says we fucked up <laughs> we're all dead <laughs> we blew it <laughs> yeah. it's that. over the only survivor was this raven <laughs> and <laughs> And it's gone. I don't know. I just I, I, I disagree with you completely. I thought Prince Arthas standing at the end of the dock there doing the greatest come at me bro of all time. I, I, I thought that was wicked. That entire scene, that was the best moment, um, I think, for, for the score as well. Like, just like that was so beautifully scored and oh, music in it was fantastic. I think that that was the like, Whoever's involved with the music, that was their tour de force for that. Well, yeah, not, and this is where I messaged you last night, Pierce, and I'm like, I'm so torn right now because I hated that that scene took up like 40 minutes of that episode when it shouldn't have taken any. And I understand that they needed to have it there for some fun, but it didn't need to be two thirds of the episode. I t- no, couldn't, you couldn't know, disagree though, more. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, 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 but I'm it was awesome, on, and I enjoyed watching it. <laughs> so I, I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm with Pierce that, that that scene actually was kind of, I would say, necessary as an apology to us for, I want to say it's the second season, because there's a scene that happens just like that in the books where the Night's Watch gets sieged by the zombies, and it doesn't happen in the show. It just ends with them all being scattered and stuff. The third season where it's, like, black and you hear sounds of fighting, and then it just sand like snow. (laughs) But the thing is, is that back then they didn't have the money or the resources to do that, whereas now they do. So they're like, hey, remember that scene that we didn't do before? We're going to do it now. (laughs) And I knew it was was coming the entire time, and I was so happy. (laughs) I don't know where they blew their budget in season three, though. Maybe the scene where the dragons uh, attack Asapor. But, like, in season two, they blew their budget on um, Blackwater Bay. Yeah. 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 But, I I mean, I figured by season three they would have had the budget to at least have some fighting. But eh. No, no, no. They they did not have nearly the budget enough to do that yet by season three. Season four, they blew their budget on those fantastic skeletons in episode (laughs) ten. Gotta practice. I mean, where they loaded up. (laughs) They loaded up Warcraft 3 and zoomed in really far. Um, That one wildling broad who was like one of the elders, does she have a name in the book? Or is that just a made-up character? Does she exist in the book? Not real. Okay. Because, like, she had two great moments. One was she did the Jeff Ross, where she was basically like, are our elders here? No? And fuck them. (laughs) And then the same thing, she... Like she essentially did the scene, uh, the McBain scene from The Simpsons with her children, where she <laughs> yeah. was like, you know, 
It's like, don't worry, guys. We only got two days left to retirement. You know, we're gonna sail <laughs> off. We'll be yeah. right. She puts her kids on the boat. Uh, right SS forever. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, to the south you know? sunny beaches of yeah. the wall. Yeah. She literally was just like. She literally was like, don't worry, kids. I'll be right behind you. And then turned to, like, the nearest person was like, can you believe this is my last day? <laughs> like, just, oh, my God. It was, like, it was... Classic horror movie. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. Oh, oh God. Because she was literally, like, the two days left to retirement speech. But, uh, but with her, I was really happy when the scene cut immediately to the zombie children. Because I love it when there's that super creepy type thing. And dead children are creepy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I love horror movies. So that's like, if you want to freak me out, there's the scene. And when I saw that, I had a grin from ear to ear. Because I love seeing that shit on television. The one I wanted to text you, Pierce, was that they killed everyone. <laughs> <laughs> there's always a certain amount of danger in actually showing the enemy. Because... It never lives up to expectations in horror movies, but the yeah. creepy dead children were, were pretty good. You, it's yeah. like, all right, I buy it. I'd be freaked the fuck out. Yeah. All right, and then they run at you. I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> well, it's weird because you almost fear like the baby whites more than you do the White Walkers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like a, an adult White Walker, whatever. It's like, oh, I'm going to kill you. It's a, chill, it's a child White Walker. I'm like, what do I do? Despite oh, shit. I, I hesitated, therefore I'm dead. Despite his undead bravado of come at me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking at me. Like, this whole scene was so tense. Then you do that. Come on. But, that was awesome. <laughs> the greatest come at me, bro, of all time. Well, it's right up your alley. I'll give you that. <laughs> but Pierce... I, I have to Every say, time I never I once show, thought... Like, Pierce will like that. He won't like that. I, I never <laughs> once thought, come at me, bro. I just... He put his arms out, and he was raising the dead. That was it. Well, he was raising them with his arms. He did it so slowly that I didn't catch it. He was doing it to raise the dead, so I just thought he was just showing off. <laughs> I thought it was a, I thought it was kind of lame the way he was raising the dead. Because, yes, it's just like, yes, raise your arms, like, rise. Rise from the dead. But it was so slow, I never thought, come at me, bro. I thought I was like, are you too weak to raise your fucking hands? Like, <laughs> come on, what's going on? But as far as the score went, I thoroughly enjoyed the score, and I love the use of silence yep. when it comes to it. Yeah. Because yeah. once that happened, musically, it was dead silent, and all you heard was the wind. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I had some problems with the, the whole episode, but, uh, I mean, probably doesn't crack the top five of the problems I have with this season. <laughs> um, Bill Needles. Yeah. Is, is Oberyn allowed to come back as a nice zombie? <laughs> I feel they owe us that. At least. I, I feel like we should get that. Like, can he fight? Can, you would can, hate that, Pierce. Don't. No, I wouldn't. Can Ice Zombie Oberon fight Ice Zombie or, or fight Zombie Mountain in round two? Only this time, fuck his shit. Yeah. Hey, can he come in riding an ice dragon? That's that's what I wanted to know. Like, if they kill Drogon, can they raise Drogon as a ice dragon? Well, because then Blizzard would really sue somebody, right? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, it's, it's the Song of Ice and Fire. I don't think that a dragon could be killed by them. That's <laughs> they true. A crown. Got dragon glass. They got dragon steel. We got some serious Lich King issues going on. Yeah, that's the thing. Because, like, honestly, I was calling until the internet gave me Coldemort. I was literally just referring to that guy as Prince Arthas because I was like, I don't, I don't see why I wouldn't. Seems like he's, he's basically the Lich King at this point. Yeah, until I was bred Coldemort, I was referring to him as Frostbite Darth Maul. <laughs> um. So I was kind of confused. Um, is Jon Snow, like, because he shattered that one guy uh, with Longclaw, I believe was the name of his sword. Um, does that mean Valyrian Steel can also kill these things? Or was his sword just, like, secretly made of dragon glass and he didn't know? No, it, it's, it's Valyrian Steel can do it. Can it's also do it? It's Dragonforged, is it? Like, it's... Yeah, yeah so Valyrian Steel it's, it's, is, is Dragon Steel in the old tongue. <laughs> Yeah, oh, okay. it's basically made it, – it's the – whatever, you know, the production value is of obsidian, i.e. dragonglass, it's the same thing behind Valyrian steel. Oh, so they both can do it. Three, maybe four swords in the world that can fight these guys? That's I don't like their numbers there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it yeah. might be as many so, as five. They lost <laughs> the bag of all the dragonglass. 
And now Longclaw's, you know, potentially out of commission unless someone's smart enough to pick it up. Yeah. Unless Jon Snow comes back and he's still wielding it. Don't <laughs> torture yourself, Rob. <laughs> uh, I'll forget about it soon enough. Brienne's sword is Valyrian steel because yeah. Jamie gave it to him. Oathkeeper. Yep, it was melted down from Ned Stark's sword. I'm going to be honest. It doesn't seem like you need dragon glass to kill the walkers. You just have to be one of the characters who has a name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll certainly help your chances. Because like wearing the red Star Trek shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll just send more red shirts at him. <laughs> I don't know, though. If you're Sam Tarlin, you've killed one thing ever in your life, and it's a White Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, does that mean he lost his red shirt? He upgraded Oh, sure, yeah. He got promoted to engineering. Now, two of my least favorite characters were featured in this episode. Uh Um, One. Which episode are we talking about, just so I know? Still episode eight. We're still in Argo. Because, like, there was other stuff that happened in that episode. Okay. (laughs) We were were just jumping around. I was lost. Oh, yeah. Um, Confess Lady, who I guess is now uh, Shame Lady. Shame thing. Shame. And. She's not ready, girl, in the House of Black and White, who oh, yeah, okay. ha- just had her classic catchphrase of, she's is, not ready. Is that when she was introduced? Uh, no. No, she no, was no, in she was no. It's just when she was just probably there. Uh, this episode reminded me that Rickon Stark is a thing. Yep. Um, Never forget. Anybody interested in what this up to? <laughs> And when there's only three and a half Starks left, you tend to remember who they are. <laughs> yeah. oh, man. Um, my man Kevin Lannister was in this episode. Well, he was mentioned. He wasn't actually. <laughs> Kevin Lannister. <laughs> I, I'm always happy for a Kevin in pop in uh, in uh, pop culture who is neither a huge nerd or a serial killer because it tends to be one of the two. Um. So which one are you? Both. <laughs> Neither, I'm a real human boy. <laughs> um, Still, though, that name. I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> Tormund, Tormund had a great moment in this. Uh, in a Tormund's great... built of great moments. Yeah, but like his his best moment in this came uh, like when skull when that dude with the skull face, uh, you know, said something to him. Lord of Bones. <laughs> Lord of Bones. <laughs> Lord of Bones. Yeah. And Tormund like starts beating him to death, and you could tell by the look on Tormund's face that he was like, you know what, this isn't even going to be the most interesting part of my day today. I am beating a man to death with his own like bone skull hammer thing here. And I, I, I almost, I almost this feel just like my two doing one. that yeah. was was again the writers doing that to the book readers, where it's like, no, we're not making the Lord of Bones a thing. Stop talking about it. Is that guy actually a thing in the books? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's in it a ton, and now he's dead. <laughs> yeah, <so bad. laughs> this fucking show, man. I swear to God. Well, that whole episode was just like, hey, you read the book? Who cares? <laughs> yeah. the, the, plat, the path is clearly diverged. Greatly. I actually saw an animated GIF where someone had uh, put um, like book readers... Uh, the words book readers above the uh, White Walker's face, and then like uh, uh, HBO over Jon Snow's face, and he cuts the White Walker in half. <laughs> <laughs> turns him into snowflakes. Um, why would Arya need to poison those oysters? Um, simply eating them would probably be enough to kill that dude. <laughs> Considering she is carrying a giant cart of oysters with no ice in the beating hot sun of Bravos all around the city. As a chef, I was greatly offended by that okay. particular scene. Because as a non-chef, I saw that, I'm like, all right, I buy it. I don't know. No, you cannot do that with oysters, Rob. You will get sick. Uh, <laughs> like, all right, good to know. I don't eat seafood much. Oh, my God. I didn't pay attention to the freshness of the oysters. I was just happy to see Cat of the Canals. I don't think you need a genius. You don't have to be a genius to know that you're not supposed to, like, be driving oysters around in a freaking wheelbarrow. And Pierce, I get, like, 45 minutes of Arya scenes a year. Just let me have this. <laughs> you and know this- what? Maybe there was an air conditioner at the bottom of that cart, you know? <laughs> you don't know. Well, they got wheels They could there. be super fresh, like, just pull them out of the canal and I then suppose. feel them immediately to there. 
Maybe she sells them all that day. I think it'd be okay for, you know, a little while. Oh, yeah. Now, if we're talking, like, day-old kind of thing, then, yeah. <laughs> I assume, like, when she said fresh, she meant day of. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. they also never introduced, like, the character who is, you know, getting them for her. So you just assume that she's fishing for these oysters by herself. <laughs> yeah. Or if, if it's much older than that, then she also must be carrying around a bottle for Breeze. <laughs> just like spritzing them. Yep, yep, fresh. Just, just picked today. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you want to look just... too deeply into it, no one in this universe has ever brushed their teeth. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! If you want to get really into it, <laughs> the least of the prostitutes' concerns that the oysters might not be bad. Oysters <laughs> 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 are dying from oysters. I salute those men. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, this episode also featured the Tyrion and Daenerys scene, which really good. Like, very tremendous scene, aside from the fact that it was in that fucking room and the top of the pyramid that we can't get out of. At least she's not going to be in that in the next freaking season. Thank God for that. Oh. Well, we got to figure at least she's not going to be in there for one scene. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. It could be one scene. Oh, I'm rescued. Back I go. <laughs> Pierce, just for you, I hope they bring her to a tent. And they film it in that room and just put up some cloth things over the walls. <laughs> well, like I'm going to be honest. when, uh, like, Because we're about to get into episode 9, titled Dance of Dragons. When she got on Drogon at the end to do her little uh, never-ending story moment, <laughs> yeah. I just assumed she wh like she whispered something to him. And I, I figured like the translation was, take me back to my room. I know I will be safe there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Um, and then three seconds later, Drogon. I'm hungry. I'm gonna go eat. <laughs> <laughs> so episode nine, Dance of Dragons. And you know, a lot of television shows, after you hit a home run, you like to get back up into the plate and try to swing for another home run. But Game of Thrones, by God, is the type of show that says nay to that idea. And they say, we're just going to try to hit a single or maybe even get hit by the pitch. Maybe bunt. Maybe bunt, <laughs> yeah. And we don't oh, know how much bunting. So it's right along with my golf game today. I have a great drive, follow up a great drive with, well, I flubbed that off to the right. A <laughs> um, couple of questions off of this episode for the book readers. Um, uh, let's start. I'm going to, I'll ask Miller. Uh, I got three questions again. Um, yep. Miller, is Ramsey a ninja? <laughs> what in particular are you referring to? Well, the fact really that he saw snakes yeah. into the camp. Yeah, he was able to. Oh solve. yeah, and they don't even. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chalk up another uh, point for things that don't happen. Yeah. Uh, Mike Leapock, did he have timers on those tents and horse fires? <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, show Ramsey definitely. He also he has a uh, show Ramsey is a like, ninja and demolitions expert apparently. Yeah, like he's a set, like like to me if I were to throw my hat into the ring with anyone other than Coldemort, I might throw it into Ramsey because like as sadistic as he is, he seems to be like he seems to be the Batman of this particular universe. Like he does yeah. it all, man. He's a I, I think actually at the end of the show, it's going to be a duel between Braun and Ramsey, and whoever wins gets to be king of Westeros. Yeah, like king I'm, of the ashes. <laughs> my money's on Braun. Uh, <laughs> he's the he's the dread pirate Joffrey. <laughs> uh, Bill, why were there no scouts at this particular camp? I'm sure there were. Didn't he hang them? <laughs> he should have, because man, that, that was yeah, a slide Everyone that was supposed to be watching. Either oh. they were traitors or they were asleep. Yeah. Either yeah. way, they're so dead now. Said, yeah, they were traitors or they were asleep. So get the truth and then hang them. <laughs> oh. Yeah, <laughs> get the truth and hang them. <laughs> and because Stannis is so lovable, his solution, as always, was to hang them. Yeah. And like, <laughs> sure, I have a limited amount of men and we're slowly freezing and starving to death, but sure, let's just kill them. And like, well, prior hey, to... I was going to say, prior to Stannis, you know, burning his child alive, Jesus he was a favorable character. Like, yeah. <laughs> Never has my stock in a character plummeted so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> sell, sell, sell. Yeah. It's so weird because, like, Stannis That's Baratheon. That's not who that guy is. <laughs> yeah. Stannis Baratheon, allegedly the greatest general. It, like, he, he's supposed to be the greatest general and, you know, strategist in this particular fictional universe am i correct in saying that 
Yes. He's up there. Basically, yeah. He's supposed to be the greatest military strategist in the world. Certainly now that Tywin's dead. He's taken a lot of questionable (laughs) advice given from the show. But, like, he essentially pulls a Germany circa 1943 where they're like, hey, you know what? Let's go to Russia, but not bring coats. (laughs) <laughs> the way that they explain it in the second book when it's uh, sort of the dichotomy between Renly and Stannis is that Renly's the guy that everybody likes and he's kind of new and no, he doesn't really know what he's doing, but he can rally a lot of people to his side. Whereas Stannis is the guy who has the experience, he has the know-how, but no one likes him, so he's not going to you know, curry any favor with anyone. So the way they explain it there is that his wife has a lot of influence with other lords and so on and she's deeply into this religion now and so he just kind of adopts it as the you know what that's my religion too let's get all these people on my side <laughs> but he's not a religious person and for him to just buy into it so hard is is kind of a a fall from rationality for the character uh which is where it's kind of interesting to read his uh his arc but um for him to cross so far into the dark side as to kill his daughter and then have his wife hang herself is, is a pretty steep decline for that character. Yeah. You're in with both feet into that religion when you start sacrificing your daughter. Yeah. yeah, and, he <laughs> yeah. Was like, and he did he did earlier on, like in the first season, he did burn members of his family already. Yeah. But I just think he didn't like them very much. He was ready to kill Gendry too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, he was. You, you, at that point, they were just bleeding him because he was the Edric stand-in, right? Yeah, but that, they were going to burn him later because that, that's how they were going to raise the stone dragons or whatever. Yeah, right. right and right. that's when Davos was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That just, it, I don't know, because there was a it, very big disconnect there in the storytelling in the sense that, you know, episode four, he has that, like, you know, exposition scene with his daughter where he's like, you know, let me tell you why I love you. And then like, episode, and it was adorable. And it was, yeah, and it was great. And then father year coming up. Yeah. And then episode nine or episode seven, she's like, I need you to sacrifice your daughter. And he goes, get the fuck out of my tent. I'm never sacrificing my daughter. And then the beginning of episode eight or the beginning of episode nine, Ramsey burns a couple of tents and some horses. And he's like, Holy fuck. I'm like, no tents and horses. Quick, my, burn my, my daughter. Couldn't light like, the fire fast enough. Yeah, exactly. He, was like, he, was like, he basically walks in there. He's like, Hey, Hey honey, you yeah. want to do daddy a favor? Okay. And then she, he's like lighting the lighter right there. Yeah. Just, and yeah. Like he was already like banging stones together. trying to get the yeah. He slowed down long enough to make sure Davos wasn't going to interrupt. He's like, yeah. hey, why don't you go to Castle Black for a week? <laughs> and it was just like the the, the, the scene, because I mentioned earlier about how they were telegraphing everything. The scene with him and her in the, like him and his daughter in the tent again, when she's like, I love reading and I love nice things. And look, look at this stag that Sir Davos made. And isn't it lovely? I'm so happy to be alive, Father. What can I do to help you? What can I'm so I happy do? to not be on fire I'm, right yeah. now. Like, I'm you so burned precocious. Oh, my God. It was so brutal. Um, Reprehensible. Honestly, uh, the, the second uh, toughest scene for me to attempt the rewatch um, that one's bad. I actually had a friend, and they were doing this uh, event where you could go and see the uh, season finale in like movie theaters. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, um, one of my uh, one of my coworkers, she went to go see it in a theater, but uh, in order to kind of make it worth the ticket price, they they showed season episode nine again. <laughs> she was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so she had to watch that scene again in stunning high def. Yeah, that was terrible. Because I was gonna say, uh, Carly and I, we tried to go see Jurassic World yesterday, but unfortunately, it was sold out. And we noticed that Game of Thrones was up on the uh, on the ticker, and I was like, "Oh, that's crazy!" So it's like when we used to watch wrestling pay per views in the uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, in the theater. So I was thinking maybe we should do that next year, and then like live pot it or something i don't know but figure something out you know um, one jerk in the audience that just that's gotta hurt <laughs> that would be gets out a laser pointer and puts it on her face <laughs> oh no she did 
If if I the only time I've ever watched Game of Thrones with anyone besides myself is like the two times I've watched it with you, Piers, and I think that I'm better off watching it by myself. Fair enough. Um, Certainly not a theater full of people. Miller, I'm I'm the same way. I've only ever watched it by myself, other than that That one time with like all you guys minus Bill uh, a few weeks ago, and other than that was with Richard, like years ago when he still lived here and uh, like we, when we the show the, started we watched the season four build-up episode the weekend that you moved last year that i will be your champion oh, yeah. oh my god that was my man and you were like oh yes oh no yeah <laughs> that was like, that's why the shireen scene is is far more jarring because you never necessarily saw that coming i mean you, you kind of knew because again they were telegraphing it the whole season but at least with oberon oberon does the thing where he's like in episode seven he's like I will be our champion. And then I was like, okay, okay. And it was like a, it was like literally a pay-per-view fight. <laughs> that where I was like, we're telegraphing it though. And, yeah, and that's why I'm upset because it wasn't in the book. A, it was a completely vile scene that they didn't need to do. B, because they could have just had the siege wipe them out. And, and they were telegraphing it in such a way that it easily could have gone that, you know what, red woman, I'm not burning my daughter. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Leave my camp. And the I mean, effects would have been the same. The only reason to do it was because we got that tremendous acting and we mentioned it earlier the tremendous acting moment from um the guy who plays stannis uh when he did the like when he sees the 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 guy surrounding his army and he has that look on his face like wow i basically burned my daughter i lost my wife we did all this shit and he's got this look on his face like i did all this horrible stuff and I'm still gonna lose this goddamn. You know what? Maybe taking maybe taking a flying V at the castle wasn't the greatest plan. <laughs> that was essentially what he did too. Because he's just like, hey. don't send the, don't send any scouts ahead. No, no, that would be too smart. Yeah, and I have greatest to... military mind in the world. And he's like, all right, men, on me. We're gonna <laughs> walk this whole way through. Also, that one dude just slow rolled him too. There's not going to be a siege. <laughs> <laughs> God. Like it seems like he had some stake in it. And I did enjoy the uh, the bit of like them of the Boltons actually going, "Hey, we ain't fucking waiting for these guys. Let's go get them." You know, like because that's what I would have done. You know, well, you know how they they had the the uh, plans to, you know, be able to send out their cavalry and take them because they sent scouts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and ninjas to burn tents and horses. Yeah. So, like, oh, yeah, very early on, Ramsey was like, well, "Why don't we just like, you know." Knock them off before they even get a chance to do anything. And like Again, they tried very to, different from books. <laughs> yeah, I remember they tried to play play off that like uh, Ramsey. You know, like a Davos does some like exposition thing where he's like, you know, twenty men rode into the night. No way we could have seen it coming. And I'm like, bullshit. And then he said some other thing where he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like. The, the Northerners, they know the lands better than we do. We can't prepare for them. I'm like, bullshit! You can't <laughs> open your eyes? Yeah. You can't, like, open your eyes and see people that, like... They know this open field better than we ever could. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, hey. Oh, you know, it's it's dark out. They wore black. We didn't see them. It's oh. not like they were in caves or something. Yeah. So... They tickled me as they wiped by. Yeah. I, I never I never saw them. That's terrible. It's just terrible. Arctic Ninja. Oh man. Um what else did we get in this episode? We got some more Dorn in this episode. Why do they have to piss on the 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 legacy of my dude by giving oh, this was the one where we got the good Doran lines. We, there were a couple of good Doran lines in this one, but this one also featured the scenes of like the sand snakes playing slap hands with bad accents in the prisons. Yeah. And like, For no good goddamn reason. Yeah. Because it, it's cool to make yourself seem like a badass when you're already in a goddamn cell. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we know how that turned out. <laughs> I think we lost. Yes. Yeah. It's just, oh I can't believe how disappointing Dorn was, honestly. It's it's so bad. I mean, he did. Do, yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, in this episode, Prince Duran did have the three best lines in this particular episode, and they were in. No discernible order. I mentioned it earlier. The I believe in second chances, but not third line. Fantastic. Yeah. He also had the one line where he goes, says something, where he grabs, uh, where, what does she say? She says something to him like, no wonder you can't stand because you have no spine or something. Yes. And then he goes, talk to me like that again. 
Thing. He's like, like, he says, you're the, the mother of my nieces, and yeah. for their sake, I hope you live a long and happy life. Yeah. But but say, talk to me like that again, and you won't. You won't. Oh, God. Fucking brilliant. And the best domestic violence lines since season one, when he said, wear it in silence, or I'll honor you again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his other, his other best line was, perhaps some soup. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> uh, that was so good. Uh, it's a pretty good condition, just that Braun needs to get elbowed in the face by Hota. It's not bad. Yeah. That guy has uh, a name. That I was, I, my God. I, I was just waiting for Area Hota to do anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to say, glad we didn't buy any Stannis stock after this particular episode. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah. If you could buy Stannis, like, if you go back and sell Stannis stock after episode four, like, uh, like that'd be like selling before 19... 19- if you bought before he corrected the grammar, if you bought before the nod or just yeah. after the nod and then after the grammar correction of fewer, mm. you'd be, a, you'd, you'd be, you'd, you'd, you wouldn't have to worry for the rest of your life. <laughs> as long as you sold it before this episode. Now, citizens of Marine, are you not entertained? <laughs> Was in this particular episode. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, like, the fight scenes were kind of fun. Like, those were a lot better than the earlier terrible Sand Snakes. Like, Jorah fighting that one dude. Although, it was kind of dumb. There were kind of dumb, a couple dumb moments where, like, Jorah would be attacking one guy. and Jorah one... kept almost dying, and then that guy would get killed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Running so... away is apparently the way to survive in the pits. Yeah, sure, yeah. And, and like the one That's guy... how Balin Greyjoy won the War of Five Kings by not dying. <laughs> by not dying. <laughs> and guess what? When I'm, when I'm playing Smash Brothers and we're playing stock... Uh, that's how you win, is by hiding in the corner. <laughs> Don't die is a perfectly viable strategy. <laughs> now, the Sons of the Harpy did have the classic cinema mistake where when they had everybody surrounded, they only attacked one person at a time. Yeah. Like, what was that about? That is true. Um, I tell you, if, if I could pick one army to fight for me, it wouldn't be the Unsullied. It would definitely be the Sons of the Harpy. Because <laughs> like, they're not a skirt of anything. Like, they were just standing there, like, heaving spears at a fucking dragon, right? Like, they... I don't know where they got their training. <laughs> yeah. yeah like... One of them was like, you know what? That thing just ate four people and set fire to, like, 20 more. I'm a peace out. Yeah, yeah. Every one of them was like, we're going to go win this, even though they're holding, like, daggers. Yeah. <laughs> because in the books, it gives you the impression that Sons of the Harpy is maybe, like, ten people, but they're good enough and small enough and, and do things carefully enough that they're able to kill without getting caught. Yeah, this made it seem like half the city was Sunstar. Like, well, yeah, and it's yeah. just like, oh, they like, yeah. oh, we're gonna go with the tunnel, and then like thirty more guys run in, and they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Come on! Like, what exactly is your recruitment inside. strategy here? <laughs> well, it, it, and that's just it. Like, there's all these guys who are like skilled with weapons, and you're like, okay, well, who are the guys who are holding up the ideals of the harpy? The rich people who have been waited on hand and foot for years? Because where did they get these skills? It <laughs> honestly made me feel back. like. All the males were sons of the harpies, and they just left the women and children out of it because they didn't want them to get injured. That's the way it felt to me. So it's literally every male in the entire city. That's what it seemed like, given the numbers. Also, I mean, seriously, kill some sons of the harpy, pull their masks off, and find out who they are. Yeah. yeah. Like, just I don't kill them. De- out of them. Just don't kill them dead immediately, and maybe you can question. Them. Well, if they didn't run and just throw their bodies at <laughs> to fight, maybe they would survive. <laughs> that through wave after wave of my own men at them. <laughs> <laughs> the score that they played too, though, like after Jorah, um, uh, he um, chucked the spear at uh, the in the, to the one guy's chest, and then like Daenerys looked, and like half the crowd had the Sons of the Harpy masks on, and it played like some sort of weird like chanting. Yeah. Song that moment was was ooh that was fantastic. That was appropriately tense. Yeah, like yeah, that, that was that was really really good. I thought it reminded me of like that they had that like chant song that they would always play whenever Bane was fighting in in Dark Knight Rises. It was very reminiscent of that, but it was a lot creepier and more uh just I don't know. yeah it just it looked really good. I thought that was fantastic. Um, I I didn't like that. 
Well, first off, when Daenerys gets on the dragon, you can tell that they, like, much like the skeletons of... <laughs> the budget clearly ran out. The budget clearly <laughs> ran out because, like, we recently did a, a, a commentary podcast on Starship Troopers, and some of those <laughs> close-ups of Daenerys on the dragon were very green screeny and very, like, hey, we built, like, a set. <laughs> or we built like half a dragon and she's sitting on it and now we're just shaking it to make it look, <laughs> to make it look like she's flying and and like, like they, they ran out of money so they borrowed the green screen from 1988 and <laughs> and they went to like a western bar and got one of those like ride the the, the, the horse kind of things bull. the mechanical bulls yeah it was like the out in front it, honestly it a couple of the close-up shots they had of her, it looked like she was riding, like, one of those things you put a quarter in out in front of, like, drugstores, where it was, like, <laughs> when you're, like, three years old, it's like, yeah! <laughs> like, you know what it looked like and felt like was, I'm just gonna say it, the never-ending story. That's yeah. what I thought, too. That was, I was so glad that, that I was me the only dad. one that, one, thought yeah. the same thing, but Betrayal. also it's just, like, the budget clearly <laughs> ran out. And it's just like, I'm just going to close my eyes. I get it. She's flying. I'm going to picture Artex. it better in my head. Artex fights. <laughs> I'd rather see the horse on fire than the horse going into that quicksand again. Oh, my God. That's, still, like, that's <laughs> terrible. That that scene in Never Ending Story. Like, I don't know what I, like, there's two scenes I'll never be able to watch again. One is that and one is Old Yeller. Like, like I just, I can't ever watch those ever again. Those Can we terrible. get super drunk and do a commentary on the Never Ending Story? You got me. That, I don't, like, I'll probably, if I'm drunk, I'll probably cry when that horse goes Yeah, we're just going to be sobbing the whole time. Yeah. All right. Like, these, we'll have to do that one in studio so that you guys can hold me when <laughs> you'll need so emotional support. Yeah. Um, so Daenerys, let's be honest. Like, what a selfish broad. Like, flew off there. And, like, to me, like, I didn't like... Come on, suckers. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't so, like yeah. she essentially flew off while the rest of her crew were still surrounded by the Sons of the Harpies. And, like, in, like realistically, the Sons of the Harpies should be like, hey, she did us a favor. Now we can kill these people, right? Like, I think whatever she said in oh. High Valerian there was every man for himself. I think she <laughs> Oh, it wasn't all men must die. <laughs> uh, she was basically like good luck <laughs> die you fools it was literally like it was like when, when Milhouse and, and everybody were on the island and they were like Milhouse throw back the rope there's no time and like, <laughs> like Daenerys can we get on that dragon too there's no time <laughs> and Titanic. there's plenty of room for us on that same board oh, nope. she she titanic the shit out of that dragon. There was tons of room on that dragon. I said there was no time to explain, and I stand by that. Oh, my God. I said there's no time to explain. Although one thing that, that actually, in when that scene happens in the book, that they don't they don't show or mention in the show, uh, is that when Drogon flies away, he basically sets fire to everyone. Like, he kills, like, 200 people on his way out. All right. Yeah, they put it bad indiscriminately. They in, definitely in, did in, not in the show book, that. Yeah, in the book, it's, it's a lot like the show where he gets on and then they fly away. And then afterwards, there are people who are still in the city that are talking about it. And they're talking about all the people he set fire to. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, let's get a bunch of, like, hundreds of people into a giant open-air building and get a lot of noise and blood and stuff going on. It's not like there's a giant dragon in the area. <laughs> well, I remember, it's not even that. Like, on his way out, he was like, I'm going to set fire to this part of the city, too. <laughs> Yep. Burn everything. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, that's a good moment. So I guess we'll transition into the episode ten, the final episode, Mother's Mercy, or as I dubbed it, the roller coaster ride of emotion. Um. <laughs> God, this episode's all not, over the place. Not, not thirty minutes of full frontal. <laughs> no. What? Well, that wasn't even. I don't know it how was long it was. CG frontal. A little. No, bit. it wasn't. No. 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 It was it wasn't. body double. There, no, yeah. it wasn't a body double either. No, it was. It was definitely a body double. Uh, no, I, 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 well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what they did, uh, Lee Pock. Um, it was not. It was Lena Headley's head, but they CGI'd her body, her head, neck onto a body double because she was significantly pregnant at the time that they shot that. So it's definitely not her body. I learned this from. Uh, Hitfix.com as uh, critic Alan Seppenwall, who's a fucking genius. Uh, I read his review of this episode because it was so weird because when they did the like close-up scenes of her where they were like washing her in that one room, 
and she had like the hair over her face. You could clearly tell that that was not Lena Headley. Yeah. And it weirded me out because I was like, oh, that's not Lena Headley. But then like when they like rip her off and you get that wide shot and it's clearly like Lena Headley's head. And I'm like, well, she was just going to get naked and walk down. Why would they use a body double in that one scene? Right. Like it's like there's a disconnect there. Like it didn't make sense. Turns out she was super pregnant at the time that they filmed that scene. So they had her basically shoot all the facial features, which is why when you get a lot of close-ups of her, it's just her from the neck up. And on the wide shots, when you actually saw her naked, I guess they CGI'd Lena Headley's head onto a body double. Because hmm. I remember hearing uh, something before even the show started that that scene was going to happen and that it was this big thing. And I thought it was actually going to be her. Well, sure. But I mean, if that was announced a year ago and... I mean, yeah, I'd like, I like no, but it was, it was it was when no 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 it was like a, an interview with her that was like, bef- I guess me yeah, maybe it was a really long time ago that she was planning on doing it. But... I, I'm sure she probably would have, but like I said, apparently she was she was pretty far along in a pregnancy, and that would have been be tough been to like, explain as yeah, she walked down the street. Exactly. <laughs> whoa, um, whoa, whoa! I I also appreciated prize that. Lancel. Yeah, exactly. Right, that's what it would have been. Learn them. Yeah, I want to see that episode of Maury. Or it would have been a Jamie Rape baby, right? Oh my God, if they did a Westerosi for the father, oh God, that would be my shit. Uh, yeah, you could see like Jamie jumping up on stage and dancing. Who would be Maury in that situation? In that uh, Ned Stark. Ned Stark. Tywin, I think. Or uh, or Grandmaster Pycelle. Oh, that's yeah. It would be Pycelle probably. Or Varys. Varys would be a good one. Um, Varys with Littlefinger. They, I was, uh, the cell swords in this episode apparently shared the opinions of the audience, which was "fuck this asshole, we're leaving." He sacrificed his own daughter, dropping this guy like a pair of shitty drawers. Also, we're slowly <laughs> yeah. starving. And also, we're yeah, that too. But like, they were just, they were just kind of like the cell swords pieced in the night. Which to me, I'm like, I realize it was largely expositiony, but I'm glad they at least addressed the fact that people would be like, hey, we're not going to follow this jackass anymore because he burned his daughter. Let's get the fuck out of here. Did you see that shit? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it, as far as pacing, it was 45 seconds of <laughs> all the horses are gone and also our cell swords left and your wife hung herself and also... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's and like Jesus. Just ran off. Yeah, it was a bad couple of minutes for <laughs> Stannis there. And it didn't get better. I, I did enjoy that one guy just comes up as like, sir, I have some bad news. And before the guy even got to say the bad news, another guy shows up, sir, I have some bad news. <laughs> um, Theon. He might actually be Theon again. Well, you know he's what? trying to be. The best way to reclaim your manhood? Pushing 80-pound women off a balcony. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You you know, he he's he's down to, like, level one again, so he's got to just knock down hood rats. And <laughs> what smaller, like, you know, mob is there than a 25-pound girl? Yeah, and, like, that's yeah. a generous 25 pounds, too. Because, like, I don't know <laughs> if you noticed the way she was holding that bow, but, like... Not only was it terrible because she had her like elbow high and out cocked out to the side with four fingers grasping an arrow, but like I assume she was having to hold it awkwardly because the bow was probably heavier than her. Been watching too much arrow. <laughs> Just no, like you don't care about watching the arrow. That's not how you hold a. That's not how you draw back a bow. You don't have to... five years on a hellish island. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that was pretty hilarious though. Like I'd never been. Uh, so happy to see a person's head get smashed into the ground like that. She was just like, oh! And I was like, yes! Wait, <laughs> does that mean you, when she fell, you said, good, now you can go eat a fucking sandwich? I guess, I don't know. But I was more like when Apu, when he saw his mother fall on the ground, and I was like, yes, yes! I yes. sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. And, like, I, I didn't get, like, that leap of faith, like like when they did their Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid moment, where they put their hands together and jumped off the set, was like, yeah. was there a plan for the snow to deaden their fall? I'm assuming so. I think so, yeah. They didn't, I rewind because I didn't actually see a good snowbank. <laughs> because if that wasn't the plan, my plan would have been, it's like, okay, so we're going to drop down and you're going to grab along the side of the 
fucking castle and hope like hell it slows your fall. Yeah, yeah, well, like, and it's, it's not represented well in the show, um, but in the books when Stannis is coming at the at Winterfell from the north, um, and they're kind of walled in at Winterfell, like they're describing like the beginning of winter basically, and so the snow outside the castle is supposed to be like 15 feet deep. Where Stannis has to keep his camp from getting buried every single night, and yeah, I'm pretty could potentially sure when, land and fall like that. And yeah, and when when they jump off, like they, I'm pretty sure they they plan to jump off, and they jump off in a certain wall because the snow is so high that it's only like 20 feet down. Like even though it's like even even though it's like a hundred foot wall, there's like this huge snow drift up mm-hmm. against the side of the wall that okay. you could jump into. Yeah, but I mean, in the show, it shows, like, Stannis in his open field where his army's coming out with, like, four inches of snow on even the part where they jump down, it's just like, that didn't look like no 20 feet. Yeah, and it was, yeah, it was like a 12, like a 12-story foot drop, like, 12-story drop, like, they were just, yeah. like, like, I couldn't tell if it was a suicide pact or if they were <laughs> trying to jump into, like, a snowbank. Either way, to quote Tony Stark, not a great plan, okay? <laughs> like, it's just, oh, it's terrible. I mean, if you're going to go for a suicide pact, practice your stabbing on each other. Well, and I mean, if we're, if we're comparing the difference of the book and the show, I mean, clearly it wasn't planned out in this one. Yeah. Not nearly as much. Although I'm not sure they ever mentioned in the book the height of the walls of Winterfell. It might not be that tall. No, but it shows it's it like a three-story building. Wide shot. Turns out Winterfell is actually all talk. It's like twelve yeah. feet. <laughs> it's just some barbed wire fence. <laughs> Story and a half. Well, there's some wide shots of Winterfell, like in the background of the armies in this episode, that I think are pretty awesome. Yeah. Now, Arya kills Marin Trant. Marin Trant. I always say go for the ice. And, uh, by God, she did. <laughs> and how? Yeah. <laughs> First one and then the other. <laughs> yeah. I, I was saying earlier in the week that I felt like that scene was going to be very Kill Billish, and it absolutely was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but, but then she goes back to the house of black and white to put the face back, and, um... Uh, Jock and Hagar essentially tells her that a Jedi, sorry, excuse me, a girl is supposed to use these techniques for knowledge and defense, never for attack. <laughs> um, and then they uh, proceeded to repeat the cave scene from Empire Strikes Back. I, I thought that was rather weird. And it was <laughs> like I was immediately reminded of the cave scene from Empire. Like I was half expecting yeah. Jock to go, no faces. You will not need them. <laughs> like, was, like, <laughs> she's like, what's in this room? Only one do you take with you. Yeah, it was just like, oh, man. I thought that was really weird. And I like the fact that they are question of does height matter to the shape changers was answered. Because we, 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 we were asking that in the yeah. mid-season. And we are... Well, because had, of that one great hypothesis yeah. your co-worker had. That wasn't great. I'd say pretty tinfoily. Uh, it would have been, been, been fun to see. <laughs> uh, just as a refresher, I'm not sure if you heard it, Bill, but uh, one of the guys I work with had the uh, theory that the uh, she's not ready girl mm-hmm. uh, was actually, uh, what's the guy's name, Serial? Serial Pharrell. Serial <laughs> Pharrell. Uh, and he would just be a faceless assassin this whole time because we knew he was from Bravos, and there were a bunch of other stuff. That's that, racist. That's almost stuff racist. That, stuff that would <laughs> be racist. You all know each other. All Bravosi look alike, <laughs> even when they're little girls. <laughs> well, it's like, hey, we know two guys from Bravos, so clearly they know each other. No, it's yeah. racist. No, but he but also he, they are the same guy. But he also had the line where he said, uh, "What do we Cereal, say to it's death?" Racist. It's a racist name. <laughs> it's racist. It's a racist name. But he goes like he did. The, he also had the line where he goes like, you know, there's only one God, death, and stuff like that, right? And like uh-huh. there, there were there was more than one indication besides the. Uh, before you had busted out the jump to conclusions, Matt, there and called me a racist. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I'm with uh, Lee Puck on this one. That's pretty goddamn tinfoily. <laughs> well, I not- also want Stereo to be alive, but it's just not true. No, tinfoil <laughs> could be entertaining. 
Um, Sells magazines. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> yeah, well, you and Bat Boy can take that theory. <laughs> Speaking of Bat Boy, um, <laughs> Marcella could have done with some rubber lips because oh, uh, that's the sag you made. She got the kiss of death. Uh, Lee Fox set me up for that, and I nearly fainted. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> when that scene happened, I'm like, all right. So until I see her make it across the sea, she's going to die. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. That was the one good Sand Snakes moment that they got was um, uh, when we see Marcella. Like, first off, the scene with Jamie and her on the boat that I honestly couldn't give two fucks about. Yeah. When she gave him the, like, honestly, because, like, this scene unto itself was enough of a roller coaster of emotions. The whole episode was. This scene was, like, a mini one because, like, like it's well documented that I am not a fan of Jamie Lannister. So for him to get this like quantum of solace moment where she oh, goes, sure. I, I like from this, again, this broad, I don't give a fuck about. And she, for her to be like, I, I always do of the rumors and I'm glad that you're my father. And he gets to bring her in and some, he's all some, happy. I know you're my father. Like, well, she's going to die. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I yeah. see Serge, I was like, ugh, is she going to say somehow I've always known? And then she did. I was like, yeah. oh. And it was so terrible and oh. so lazy. And I was just like, oh, go fuck yourself. And then she started coughing up blood. And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> that was so good. And then, like I said, the Sand Snakes got their one good moment of their entire, like, just abysmal arc this season where uh, Ilaria took the... Uh, you know, the antidote, and then they got to get the big hero shot as they sauntered off the docks, being like, yes, got him. I'm more excited for what it means for next season, because as we know, Duran does not give third chances. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the Sand Snakes do not exist to accomplish anything. They exist for Duran to stop them. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Oh, God. But with that, like, there's, I predict a war. Yeah, Maybe. Stuff to give a fuck about all this uh, political well, nonsense. Well, well, what's his name? Tristan or whatever? Well, he's still on the boat. Yeah, that was the Does other thing. Does he make it to King's Landing? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he definitely will, but, I mean, may- maybe, I mean, this is a super long shot, but maybe he has an antidote, antidote on him, and their plan just completely backfires. Now, that would be hilarious. That she gets poisoned. That actually he's seems safe. pretty likely. <laughs> I heard uh, she gets poisoned. He saves her, and then, um, and then Jamie sends like uh, Doran a a letter that says, "By the way, this is what your bitches did." And then there's a scene like straight out of um, I don't know any one of those mobs movies, like The Godfather, like the end last scene of The Godfather, where all of them are like getting their haircuts or whatever, and just getting massacred one by one. <laughs> I heard someone suggest that Braun punked the poison from that one girl that gave quite possibly the cheesiest line in the world, the the bad pussy line. Oh, God. <laughs> that was so bad. So bad. Like, that was like... We're like good girls, but you need bad pussy. Oh, fuck. That was like softcore porn terrible. That type of, like, they write better dialogues in, like, cosplay porn. I swear to God. Like, oh, fuck, that was terrible. At least, like I said, at least they got the hero shot walking off the dock. Oh Jesus! Um, that was... <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe maybe he did steal the. Since we're since we're theorizing what's going to happen in season six, uh, it certainly seems like Jorah's going to Jorah's going to do the ultimate tool move and purposely infect Dario with grayscale. Yep. Am I the only one who thinks that? Right, does it feel uh, like I would not be surprised if that happened. Uh, I could see if that does happen, then he'll die first. <laughs> I've infected more people with less. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God in heaven. Um, I wasn't uh, ready for the Kalasar. Now, yeah. let's talk about the best moment of the last episode. The return of Varys. Oh, yes. my God. Like, honestly, that was like when The Undertaker came back at WrestleMania. <laughs> that was so... When he got I that, remember that. Yeah, when he got <laughs> oh that... Oh, my God! Yeah, when he got that hero, I was literally like... Because, like, I, I don't even remember the line he had when he goes... Uh, there, oh, God. Like, the first, the first line of that scene and the last line were so poignant because, like, 
oh god i forget what vera said at the beginning of the scene though when he just kind of saunters out of the bottom of the frame and it was just like yes he's back he basically just walks up and he's like also varus yeah but like, <laughs> i've no, been here the whole time surprise yeah he said something to Tyrion though and it was basically like he was talking to the audience and then they were both talking to the audience at the end when Tyrion goes I did miss you. And then he goes, I know. And I'm just like, yes, yeah, we all missed you, Paris. I love you. Yeah. like oh. That was the one positive thing that actually came out of that entire episode. Like, yeah. if, if I had to describe that that episode in one word, it would be grim. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nothing went well for anybody. Everything is just grim and sad. But I the like only positive thing afterwards. Himself, uh, judge, jury, and executioner too. Well, I remember, like afterwards, I was I was talking with Liz about it, and she was like, "God, that was depressing." I was like, "Yeah, like that was really sad. I like nothing positive happened." And I sat there for like a couple of minutes, and then I was like, "Oh, oh, Tyrion and Varys, Tyrion and Varys. That's the one good thing." <laughs> Bromance. Um, yeah. Uh. Till the end of days, my season two boys together again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a question for one of the book readers. I'm going to ask Bill. Um, why did Daenerys take that ring off her finger when the Dothraki guys were surrounding her? Uh, I didn't catch. I mean, I saw that, but I don't know for sure. If I had to guess, it might have been something from Khal Drogo to try to make it look like she has never been a part of them. Because they're very not together when it comes to tribes. I, I've got oh, this. Okay. I've, I've got this. This isn't a book thing. Um, no. Nope. This is this is one of two things. Um, Are you going one, Lord of the Rings either, on it? either they're going Lord of the Rings, and the, and she's dropping the ring because she's a thousand miles away, and somehow her great trackers are going to find her ring in the middle of a field by going north. Oh Jesus! And then they'll be able to track <laughs> her down. That's so, honestly what I thought. <laughs> yeah, that that was my first thought. The other actually more. Dario, uh, what's your elf I see? <laughs> <laughs> the, the other um, possible story-wise thing is that she did it because she didn't want to look married. Yeah. Uh, because she is officially married to Cal Drogo, and wives, ex-wives of Cal's or wives of Cal's who die, they don't get killed or, like, raped or anything like that. They get taken to um, some city. Rock. And and they live out the rest of their lives there as elders. Yeah, so you remember in season one where uh, there was a scene where Daenerys was famously eating the horse heart and the women were kind of telling her fortune, Chanting. the crones? Yeah. Uh, that's what she would... Those were ex-wives of Kals mm. that died. And she would basically be sentenced to be one of them for the rest of her days okay. as the widow of a Kal. Yeah, see, I was just like... Like, when she did that, I was like, well, I don't understand the significance of that, but... There had to be something there. Cause well, like, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, this may come back. Yeah. It Considering was, how cheesy some of the stuff in the show is, I have a sneaking suspicion that they're going to do it as the tracking thing, where yeah. they'll find this fucking tiny ring and be like, this was Daenerys' ring. We must go this way. Meanwhile, thousands of horse footprints going like Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, it was literally in circles everywhere. <laughs> So they're going to get to do their American Indian thing where they just like put their hand to the ground and imagine everything. And they're like, they went West. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so bad. Um, it's more credit to do that than Vin Diesel did. <laughs> hey, maybe she'll drop a single hair every like two or three miles. And they'll find that too. <laughs> well, she's the only blonde other than seriously. <laughs> well, maybe Drogon would wake the fuck up and just, you know, find her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that was another thing. Why was she talking to the dragon as if he could ask answer the question she was asking? Like, she turns to Drogon and goes, how far did you take me? And I'm like, what, is he going to answer you? <laughs> I know. It didn't make a lick of sense. Here's eight I, miles. Talk to your dog like that. I would never turn and ask my dog a question that I expect an answer to. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, she literally asked him. She's like, how far did you take me? And then stood there and waited for a response. Which is dumb, because everyone knows that that dragon speaks high Valyrian. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, God. Um, the Circe walk. We kind of got into no it. No habla espanol. Uh, we got into the Circe walk a little, little earlier. Um, I did think it was pretty hilarious that there was probably a conversation among the extras. Like, like whoever was directing this episode probably gathered all the extras for this scene and said, listen, you can get a hero shot in this episode. You can have a line. And because of this line, you will be able to get royalties every time somebody watches or purchases or they air this episode on television. You but, will receive a check. But 
You must be willing to expose your genitals to the camera. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you jump out in the street and just flop your dick out. <laughs> I'm a Lannister, suck my cock. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Oh, god. Yeah. That scene was harrowing, too, too, when they were just walking by, like, spitting on her and shit. Yeah, I, I think that was actually, that, that was, I think that was one of the more better done scenes, like, in the entire show. Like, Did that happen in the book? Season. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my god. That, exactly, I was excited for exactly. that just because of how broken she was in the book, and she's been smug for four seasons, and I'm like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> See you break. It's like, that's yeah, there's there's at least three, like, Cersei um, point-of-view chapters of her just rotting away in the cell. And like, there are actually that many scenes um, in the actual show, so I thought the the pacing of that, I think that might be one of the, the only things that they actually paced properly was her rotting away in, in the cell and then having her epic walk of shame. Yeah, well, the scene where they she was like slurping water up off the floor and stuff like that. Was yeah, pretty good one. The mountain gets to live. Go fuck yourself. Uh, was that in the books? Tell me that wasn't in the books. That's not the way that was written, was it? It is ish. They don't say anything for sure, but there is some weird experiment that science that weird maester has going on. That zombie people, mountain. Yeah, that people are suggesting is the mountain, but it's all hearsay. Well, yeah. Uh, they, but they, they also sent Skull to Dorne. Like, after Oberyn dies, they're like, well, but he killed this guy. And the a guy giant the skull. Sister. Yeah, they, they send they send the mountain skull, and it's huge. And they're like, well, obviously this is the mountain skull. Like, we can't tell that it's his head because it be? we can't see his face. But look at the size of the skull. Who, who else could it be? Um, but then this, what, what's his name? He has a name. It's like Sir Strong or something uh, stupid. Robert Strong. <laughs> Yeah, Robert Strong. Robert. So his name is Bob Strong. <laughs> yes, that's his name. I don't know that anyone will ever call him Bob. Not not the strongest to coming up with the names is George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the third character named Robert. <laughs> Bob hey, Strong. it's a good name. <laughs> Shut up, Rob. <laughs> Bob Strong. That's the yes. fourth character named Robert. Never so Bob Strong shows up, and he he has the. They they do the exact same line where he uh, he's apparently taken a vow of silence until all of uh, Cersei's enemies are dead. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Which is obviously not true. He's a zombie and can't speak. He's a zombie and will not show his face. So yeah, holy vows. Yeah. <laughs> and he's seven. Also, five. RoboCop. Pretty uncommon. Also, he's clearly the mountain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. I hate that he's still alive. I don't like it. I don't. Alive is a strong word. I don't have to. Yeah. Alive. alive is a pretty Still strong. moving, I guess. I don't know. He's as alive as those kids that ripped up that wildling. <laughs> Except for that, that's more mobility than Oberyn has right now. That's, that's what true. I think Pierce is getting. Yeah, I don't care for it. I don't care for it one bit. Um, Oberyn can't do his thing, which is be sassy, but the mountain can still do his thing, which is grunt and kill people. Yeah. Um... Do we need to talk about Jon Snow? I mean, I think I think that we. Uh, I think we already talked that. I actually <laughs> covered that sufficiently earlier when we were. He got what was coming to him. Oh, <laughs> Did he? The only way that scene could have been better is if Ollie, instead of like when Ollie stabbed him, instead of going, you know, for the watch as like the rest of the guys did, if he was stabbed him and was like, "And I killed your bitch too." <laughs> like, yeah. what do you think of that and then like... or, or I, I honestly thought when everyone else was saying for the watch for the watch for the watch he was going to be like for my family and stabbed him yeah yeah exactly yeah. well what was the name of the episode is like spare the kid or kill the kid kill kill the boy when that yeah, when, I, when I saw that title about that child <laughs> when i saw that title i'm like oh my god are they gonna kill ollie that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is ridiculous what a ridiculous show this is um bill needles you're the guest or the the newest guest uh give your overall grade for season five. We're going to stick with our theme of all using bro. different uh, grading schemes, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just let it happen organically, man. Make up your, whatever you feel like. All right. I'm going to give it a letter grade of, I would say, average, so C. Like, it wasn't the best season. It wasn't the worst. Actually, I'd say it was. I, I think it was the worst. Probably. Yeah, it might have been the worst. But, I, I don't want to. The next one could be worse. i got to leave some room if the next season is terrible. I can't. Uh... Rob Callflesh, go ahead. 
let's see here. Because my brain can't comprehend really prior to season five right now, let's go with three and a half White Walkers out of five. <laughs> Kevin Miller, what do you got? Oh, I was going to do the uh, something themed out of a thing. Um, <laughs> uh, two and a half, two and a half of uh, six remaining of six Starks. <laughs> <laughs> remaining. That's a literal count and about the score that I want to give it. Two and a half out of six. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, Mike Lee Park, what do you got? Uh, I guess out of, let's see, out of seven. Uh, I'm going to give it like about a four, four and a half. It's actually, I thought it was actually pretty like, okay, it might not have been great compared to other Game of Thrones seasons, but I still enjoyed it. I still really liked it. Like there wasn't an episode that I thought was just bad where I was like, this is a bad show. Everything was still good, especially when you compare it to just the other crap that's on TV now. So (laughs) I don't know. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching it too, but I actually got bored marathoning the three episodes that I was behind last night. (laughs) Well, that's just your fault. Well, yeah, (laughs) you should have watched it (laughs) a week. (laughs) Oh man, I mean, I I think I'm gonna go with the letter grade that Bill did, except I'm gonna downgrade it to I'm gonna minus something. I'm gonna give him a C minus. I think Um, this is certainly the worst uh, of season of the show so far but uh like it wasn't it's still better than 95 percent of the television that's so they just had a couple of dip episodes and some stuff that quite frankly i didn't care for and i don't ever care to see it repeated on this show um overall though i mean yeah, I don't know. C minus, C minus. I just like okay, not great. But I, I the could bar have given so it. High. The bar I could so have given it two stars higher if like ninety percent of the scenes that they made up weren't terrible. Yeah, some of some of the stuff. Like, there were yeah. a bunch of things that didn't happen in the book. They made the scene in a whole cloth and did a terrible job of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, that, I'll, that I'll, I'll give you the hard home episode. Like that one was okay at least. I heard that George R. R. Martin did a lot less writing for this season than he did for the other ones. He, he didn't do any because he's yeah. trying to finish his freaking book. Well, I, I saw he had posted something on the blog for like the fans to stop bitching to him about the TV show. <laughs> like, I didn't even write this. It's like, they're different. Fuck off. Go write this somewhere else. <laughs> well, sure, but they can be different like season two or they can be different like season five. Yeah, And I thought the changes that they made in season two were necessary and actually pretty awesome. But the thing is, book, TV show, whether it's different season two, different season five, book, TV show, go bitch to the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Unless unless he wrote or whatever that episode. The screenplay. <laughs> don't bitch to him about it. It's like screaming it's... at Michael Keaton because he didn't like the Dark Knight. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn you, George Clooney. <laughs> you ruined everything again. You're also I trust you, Val Kilmer. <laughs> You're also operating in a world where the internet isn't a post-apocalyptic wasteland where people go to bitch about everything to people who have nothing to do with what they're <laughs> bitching about. Right? I like and on that note. <laughs> and on that note. Probably a good way to... Yeah, let's end this two-hour bitch fest. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. Um, uh, guys, I'd like to thank you all for coming out. Uh, we'll have to get you guys uh, back on soon to do a uh, pod. Uh, what are we doing next? I guess... Are we going to do it weekly? You toss that idea around? Uh, for next year? Uh, for Game of Thrones? Yeah, we, I've gotten a few requests on Twitter for us to actually do it weekly, so maybe we will. It'll be easier it, for us it, to react. Honestly, so. It'd probably be better for me, personally, because I'd remember what the hell happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fair point. Yeah, we might, we might switch it to a weekly next year. There's going to be a lot, because I know I'm going to be bumping, because right now we're just doing it weekly on Mondays, and we're going to be bumping out, especially when football season comes, because Bill and I are going to be doing like a weekly... I mean, the pod, those pods will be shorter. They're definitely not going to be two hours. We'll be doing, like, half-hour football betting pods. And, and the, like the thing to look forward to for next year is that, uh, barring the sudden and surprise release of a sixth book, we're all going to be on the same battlefield yeah. here. Yeah. We're all yeah. going to be coming well, in fresh. Honestly, if all goes well, I'll actually have read the books, but... I've said that before, so well, don't yeah. hold me to it. We're gonna we're gonna get you guys on some other podcasts too, though, because we'll do. Uh, I know I want to get you guys in studio to do a Fantastic Four commentary before that before that the new one comes out. Yeah, before that gritty reboot comes out. Uh, so we'll definitely do that, and I'm sure we'll we'll come up with some other stuff to get you guys on for. 
Anyway, uh, once again, thanks for coming out, everybody. Thank you. Thanks. Yep. Cheers. Thank you. Bam, 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 bam.